You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. And and we're back this. in the his owl without the grand poobah. Poobalicious. 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 No poobah. Hunkered in the bunker 2016. <laughs> yeah, if we're not poobalicious, what are we? Ooh. We're Pooba defunct. <laughs> so without our grand poobah, does that leave Jordan to take the reins of this podcast? Um, I think we've elected a leader who's <laughs> 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 going to be in charge of everything from now on. Well, I noticed Jordan has the blue microphone and Michael has the red microphone and I have the green microphone. And that makes you the green party. <laughs> <laughs> So apparently I don't count. You're Gary Johnson. <laughs> and you're destroying America with mm-hmm. your values that I disagree with, whatever they may be. <laughs> I'm pro-America. <laughs> yeah, we just got through an election, everybody. Hooray, we survived. Sort of. Uh We don't talk politics on here, but the world was talking about it. And if you've been on Facebook in the last week, Someone you know was talking about it. So this is how liberty dies. With thunderous applause. Well, one thing that I brought up in our Westworld podcast was that there was a video live streaming that people were sharing on Facebook. And this one had like over 61,000 people watching and it was just the United States on fire. And it was then, just a burning map. Yeah, it was just a burning map. <laughs> and then you switch over to Trump or Hillary camp, and there was like maybe a fourth of the people watching those versus the – That's like that Christmas every year. They, they put the burning log yeah. on TV for 12 hours. We should we should every year on this date, we should just have the burning United States of America start a new tradition. Oh, my God. Ronald was right. <laughs> Fire is cool. Yeah, don't worry. He's gonna he's gonna save the world next year when he runs for president. <laughs> next year, Ronald P. Trent, twenty seventeen. We need a super PAC. We gotta get those mm-hmm. donations coming in. Heard it here first. Heck, it might be his fault. He might he might have went back in time and diverged the timelines. <laughs> yeah, maybe in his reality, elections take place on odd numbered years. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of elections, one of our new president-elect Donald <laughs> Trump's uh, biggest fans, biggest friends, biggest donors is one of our favorite subjects. Before before you get to that news, there's one thing that I've got to give a little shout out to Miley Cyrus because she like posted a little video and and she was crying and she was upset, but by the end of it, she's like. I, I you I understand Donald you were elected, but I concede and you know I will accept you as my president. She conceded. 
Like, what did she conceive? <laughs> well, that's just me using my own talk. <laughs> okay. Well, because she, she was one of the people that said if he got elected, I, I was she was. I was waiting to hear. I Like, I stayed up to 4 a.m. hearing what yeah. Miley Cyrus <laughs> was going to do. The, well, the peaceful transfer of Miley Cyrus's power. She was one of those people that if Trump got elected, she was going to move to Canada or somewhere um, yeah. tropical. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those tropical islands with the moose and the beers. <laughs> but she, but she, she said that you know she understood and she said you know he's the president. So I did hear Clinton had like the, the, that was news that like a week ago they had they had planned fireworks. They had a whole fireworks. Oh yeah, over day. Hudson Bay, I and think. they said uh, Katy Perry and Lady Gaga were backstage, like ready to go out mm-hmm. and perform for the celebration, mm-hmm. like. That's a sad walk home. Like, yeah. if you saw those people shuffling out of that convention center, like, they were not prepared for this. They had their own trail of tears. Well, let's move on to happier news. Yeah, so. <laughs> What's our Perlmutter news of the week? Yeah, you stepped on my Perlmutter <laughs> intro, so we're going to have to stick with our classic. Perlmutter. Obviously, it said social media today was a firestorm all through the night. And uh, Robbie Rodriguez, the guy who co-created Spider-Gwen for Marvel Comics, was one of the many, many you know famous people who were tweeting out disapproval. Pearl Mutter didn't touch her inappropriately, did he? Well, I don't know. No one knows really what happened. But he tweeted, I'm going to quote the tweet, seems like the head of Marvel effed Spider-Gwen. You do realize I made you a million even though I never signed a work hire agreement. So that broke Bleeding Cool put that out. I was like, what does that mean? How do, you know, because uh, Perlmutter allegedly was one of the biggest proponents of Spider-Gwen because he wanted a character for Marvel Studios, not Sony. Mm-hmm. And he, there's some, I don't know how the contracts work, but whatever it was, it was created after all the contracts were signed or yeah. something. So if he could have gotten a spider movie mm-hmm. starring this popular new female character that, yeah, so he was a hundred percent behind Spider Gwen. And like we said, Perlmutter was a big Trump donor. So Rodriguez took some Trump anger out on his boss, Mr. Perlmutter. And yeah, the website was like, what does that mean? Does, was there a film in the works that got canned? Are they canceling the monthly comic? Nobody knows. And then they updated it a couple hours later. It said, uh, Robbie wrote in to explain and he'd, he'd already he apparently deleted his Twitter account, but wow. uh, he, he wrote in to, he said the tweets were sent by a friend who was quote joking around. They were sitting up all night watching election results like, boy, what would you tweet if you could or something? Do you know how many people so, come out and say yeah, on Twitter uh-huh. like, I got hacked. Someone else yeah, said so, that. So that was his kind of lame excuse for insulting his boss to a million people. But no one quite knows what that means or I was what say, the plans I took that are. As that because you're supposed to you, – you sign a freelance work for hire that – and whatever's created under that – is their property and so that's what i don't mean if he's like he's even though i never signed to work for hire yeah so if that has something to do with Mm -hmm. the the movie rights or whatever like saying you own this so fox can't or sony can't or i don't know how that works but 
this tweet came out and everyone's like, what does that mean? And nobody knows. And then the Twitter got deleted. So somebody else chalk them up. They've been pearl muttered. They've been pearl muttered. <laughs> it's at the center of the maze. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when will his evil? He's going to build a wall with laser beams on it. <laughs> well, if build he's a freaking wall. <laughs> He's been backing Trump this whole time pretty vocally, so he might have a place in the cabinet. Maybe he could he could be ahead of some – he could be assigned like – Climate control. Uh, what do you call that? Where you, you, uh, you're you a diplomat to yeah. some place with mm. lots of beaches and tennis courts. Like Canada. <laughs> he and Miley Cyrus can go play tennis all day. <laughs> so, it's, uh, there's so many jokes I want to reference. <laughs> Like I heard the 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 first task that the uh, new first lady is going to do is she's going to find moose and squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to try to stop there. It's going to be interesting. I'll give them that. Yeah. I don't think any late night comedians will ever not have material. Yeah, so. that that was pretty much my takeaway. Was oh my gosh, they've all got to just be so excited. That their creativity and it's just endless yeah. content from here on and, out for and the, the next four years. One thing I, I gotta keep referencing, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be political, but he got fired from The Apprentice, so let's give him America. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm 100% convinced he never thought he had a chance no. from day one. I think he has just been scooted along <laughs> and he's just gonna end up in the Oval Office being like, where am I? How did this happen? <laughs> My my only back thought on all this nightmare that we're all part of is I pray that he's going to screw his party over left and right and actually do something good. But I know that's not going to happen. Well, I, I say we're not a political podcast, yeah. but he's not a Republican. No. He never was and has never – like the, the RNC dislikes him almost as much as the, the Democrats. So mm-hmm. like – Nobody knows what's good. That's where like, yes, he's gonna, his agenda will finally be, no one knows what his agenda yeah, is. I still haven't heard what it no. is. <laughs> so we're all, we're all in for a surprise. There's more I could say, but I'll try to stop. Let's move, <laughs> let's move on. Like, the good news is, is this next four years is gonna be a great time for comics and escapism and we're gonna be able to dwell, we're gonna go to Star Wars land and Marvel <laughs> That's land. That's right. And <laughs> SoPro land. I'm and all for that. So let's just. Well, we did have some escapism this week. In a world, one man, one desire. A long time ago, in a land, in a time, coming this fall, they were young. Hold tight, they're back, he's back, they're all back. And this time, even funnier. And all the other movie trailer cliches. Is it, was it strange enough for you? We... Am I strange enough? I feel like there's a song there somewhere. I don't know. I got nothing. We uh, <laughs> we went to see Doctor Strange, the major motion picture. <laughs> Everybody but Cliff. So yeah, <laughs> two thirds of us. Are I'll just be over here in the corner. <laughs> and like years past, years past, movies past, we've dedicated whole episodes to debating and discussing movies, but. I don't, we all seem kind of on the same page with this one. We, we don't really have a whole show's worth of content, I don't think, to talk about. What's weird is this is another Marvel movie that is making hand, money hand over fist, 
and everyone's loving it and enjoying it. I haven't heard anyone say anything bad about it. And I'm over here complaining like, oh, it was another follow by the numbers, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, it's I, weird. I'll say I was a little worried. We went on Thursday night. The you know the night it opened, there was a seven o'clock showing and a nine thirty showing. We went to nine thirty, and there were what a dozen people in yeah. the theater, including the four of us. Which I'm not sure was your brother there. I think he was. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so I thought, is this going to be the first big bomb? Yeah, because it's opening night. I'm not, nobody's talking about it, and even the next couple of days on Facebook and wherever. Not a lot, you know. I'm normally seeing spoilers. I'm seeing people sharing articles about oh Easter eggs, and that. I didn't see very much of that. I didn't see Easter eggs, but I, I guess I just have the right Facebook people because I heard people left and right talking about how much they loved it and thought it was great, and it was another one, another notch in Marvel's belt. Um, but it did. It it uh, it's had an 85 million dollar opening weekend, which is more than Ant Man. Mm-hmm. That's which was surprising because Ant Man I thought had a lot more buzz than this one. Yeah, I did too. So whatever the worldwide gross, it's over. It's it's doubled its budget and it's way over. And it said it uh, it pushed Disney over six billion this year yeah. in box office. Yeah. So yeah, and they didn't actually when I was on when I was just last month down at in Hollywood Studios they were. Getting ready, they had walled off for the new Doctor Strange meet and greet, which I'm still trying to figure out how they got around that because those rights are held by Universal Studios. But they, the, he's out, he's meeting and greeting, and it's kind of weird. <laughs> he's one of those like off-brand Halloween costumes. Right, it's like Doctor Weird. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> Mister Weird. <laughs> Mister Weird. <laughs> well, the well, the greeting part of the of the meet and greet's been kind of weird, and people are kind of taken back because like. You know, it's got the guy and he's dressed up like Doctor Strange and there's all these kids. Now, a lot of these kids haven't even seen the movie or don't really know who Doctor Strange is. Yeah, that was weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, like, he, he's kind of, he'll like go up and like say all these like kind of like weird things and just kind of non-words and cast spells and all this and, and get with the kids and be like, so say blah, 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 blah. And the kids are all just kind of standing there looking at him like, what is this? What's this dude's, what's the deal? <laughs> Like, who is this guy? Where's like, Mickey? <laughs> it's like, by the book of this time. Yeah, I mean, it's just really weird. I Yeah, I had no great complaints about the movie. I have no huge praise for it either. I will say they didn't work in one of those, like, by the Vashanti or the yeah. Hori Hosts of Hoggoth. They didn't drop one of those little uh, fan, you know, Easter Well, eggs. my main complaint about the movie... And there's not – again, it's a good movie. There's nothing really to complain about. These are just finer details. Is that to me it was – it wasn't weird or strange enough for Doctor Strange. It was almost like Disney was too worried about being compared to demonic and like the evil black magic because originally he was the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, that's, that's a good and point. really deep in the black arts and stuff like that. And they were so worried about that they made it more – Science oriented mm-hmm. and gave magic to a lot of different things. Like, I hate the sling rings. I will go on because all I can think of is the seventies thing cartoon where this had nothing oh, the, to do. The, yeah, thing the thing ring, ring. do your thing. Yeah, that's uh, the whole time I had. I keep, I keep going thing ring, do your thing, and the thing ring, do your thing.
because they they keep like like the way they do portals is they kind of use their sling rings to to open up these portals, and I'm just like it was just driving me nuts. Like I felt like. I was waiting to see like it on a cereal box, like you know, free sling ring in your next box of cereal. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's definitely a line Disney has to makes it a point not to cross. Yeah, but it's okay um, for Harry Potter and all that stuff, and they could have Harry that Potter on. has nothing to do with Disney. But they're having Harry Potter down there in Disney, aren't they? No, that's no. Universal Studios. Oh, okay. Florida, in How California, dare you, sir? Well, no, absolutely not. <laughs> No, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think when Doctor Strange first came out, it was like Doctor Strange, master of the dark arts or master yeah. of the black arts, and very quickly became master of the mystic arts. Like yeah. you have to kind of, yep, yeah, have to have a little bit of distance from that. But this one definitely, it wasn't strictly magic, or it was. They tied it into the rest of the Marvel Universe. It involves, of course, the Infinity Stones in some way. We won't spoil that, but it. uh you're accessing other dimensions and other realities instead of, you know, conjuring mystic powers. So yeah, there it, was no reference to demons or, yeah. you know, there was – it was very straight-laced when it came to the magic and it – and I, I guess it, this is dumb stuff to complain about. But I just wanted it to be deeper and more metaphysical and like have deeper meaning and all these sub-layers be behind the regular universe, which they – Slightly touched on that, but didn't dwell. So what, is this basically a origin story? Is that what yeah, the movie was? Yeah. Okay. It was like I felt like the origin was rushed. It, I I, re- I just read an article that said the uh, they they debated because they've done so many origin stories and it's becoming a little rote yeah. that they they're like we could just start them as the Sorcerer Supreme and then flash back to some things, but they're like. His origin's so good. It's so mythic. You know, the, 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 the man, the, the neurosurgeon. Well, he's, you know, the cocky, pompous, pompous man is humbled mm-hmm. with the golden you know, it's, hands. It's, you know, Shakespearean and, or yeah. what? So like, it's such a good origin, such a perfect literary thing. Like, you gotta go with it. So it, it, it was, was very fun. Tony Starkish. He, I was gonna ask you that what you thought about the characterization. Have you read a lot of Doctor Strange? I, books? yeah, did. Well, I mean, I can't say recently, but there was times growing up where I was in a Doctor Strange. Um, cause he what? I mean, he had that pompous, cocky kind of attitude yeah. in life. If, if he's written well, you don't dislike him for it, but he has that kind of holier than thou, always, Kind of a, you know, above you sort of ideal. And this one, he was more of a wisecracking smart aleck in the Tony Stark mold. Hmm. Yeah. And the, um, cause I, I, I even like watched a video like referencing some of his stuff, but even like one thing that was weird that I thought was very disjointed was we're going scene by scene. And then all of a sudden it has the card horror that says it's in such city or whatever. I thought that was really weirdly and oddly placed. Like there was something like from an edit. It's weird that I'm even bashing this movie for as much as I liked <laughs> suicide um, squad. But anyway, again, it's, it's a character that I have some kind of attachment to. So I have a problem with it, but just like when he gets into the place that he's searching, like, to me, I felt like he should have been out there for years and like there, there should have been more meat to that part of the story. Well, that's why I asked if it was an origin story or not because Disney, you know, like you said, originally it's been – they were 
from the beginning. We start out and we tell the origin of all these characters and now since Civil War with bringing in Black Panther and Spider-Man, we've kind of skipped all that all of a sudden and thought, and they were kind of like, oh, well, maybe we don't have to do the same old thing and we can just kind of put them out there and everybody, assume everybody knows the story by now. And they did drop enough Marvel knowledge to point where this movie exists in the timeline. Like it Mm -hmm. showed he was driving along and he was talking to, I assume, his attendee or whatever, but he was referencing other cases and he referenced, obviously it was Rhodes from, he he got injured. From in, Civil War. Yeah, he mm-hmm. got injured and he's like, no, I don't want that. The, have you heard about this tidbit, Captain Marvel? Yeah. It's in my notes. Okay. I'll, well, I won't, I'll roll Go ahead. No, I was going to segue into our other movie yeah. news, but yeah, it's, they, yeah, he's driving in the car and like, we have some patients you can choose from. And one, I think it said an Air Force colonel with severe spine problems or it was like past. And then the one I wrote down the quote was a 22 year old female with an electronic implant in her brain to control schizophrenia who was struck by lightning. So people are like, is that Captain Marvel? Or like, are we, cause it, it that's not her origin in the comic, obviously, yeah. but you, you're not, they're not going to be able to really do her comic origin. Her cosmic so, origin. Cosmic origin. So people are like, did we just get our first mention of Captain Marvel maybe? Hmm. Which I don't know. The whole schizophrenia angle doesn't yeah, really work for me. But if she's binary or like if they wanted to go down the path later with that kind of stuff, maybe. But eh. but yeah, I mean it was good. I Like I definitely like the trippy element of – I would have been curious to watch it in 3D because some of the effects were really neat. The effects were great. And it was like actually some of it even kind of made me sick to my stomach where it was like <laughs> yeah emotion sickness kind yeah. of set in. I didn't quite get. I'm I'm very glad it got to that very Ditko looking yes. other realm because all the stuff at the beginning with just the buildings coming in on this it was like Inception. what does that mean? Yeah, it just looks cool, but like yeah. what are you doing? What does what problem is that solving when you're folding a building in on itself? Yeah. Like you're not. Okay, you're having a fight scene. It just kind of looks cool in the background. It's not really. It doesn't do anything for the plot. But, but yeah, the the dark. Dorm, uh, I'm gonna butcher it. <laughs> Come on, Dorm, Dormammu, the dorm, domain of the dread Dormammu. Yes, um, I actually really liked his look. I was really curious how they were gonna pull it off because he also has the Johnny Torch problem. Of uh, he's always been drawn with lines on his head yeah. and it's on fire. So yeah. I I I felt like they did it justice to the Steve Ditko and the way he looked and everything. I, I thought that was great and it was really neat. Um, but there was little things that just everything that I'm complaining about is just I'm nitpicking. It was a good movie, but just like how Strange defeats the underlying guy that he laces in the straight jacket thing. Mm-hmm. Like he should not have been able to do that so easily. He was like bumbling through everything. Well, that's the other problem is the villain was very, yeah, a nobody. Like he, he had, his motivation was very vague to just, we're going to destroy everything. Like the, I, I think, you know, Mads Michelson's a great actor, but he didn't have much to go with. So the, biggest, the curse of Marvel's bland villain strikes again. The biggest problem I had was the ancient one, not the character that they portrayed, but, and again, I won't give it up, but something that they put in there towards its origin, I did not buy that whatsoever. I thought that was 
bunch of crap. It gave it a little bit of a complexity, but like yeah. it wouldn't have it wouldn't have made any difference. Either like, way. and all it did was it helped elevate uh, more. Mord, Mordu or Mordid or Mordo. Mordo. Mordo's characters of why he is the way he is. Which but. that dude was good. Yeah. Chuatel Ejiofor. I'll get that into you. <laughs> uh, he's great in anything and I, I thought he was very strong. I so, really feel the breakout star was Wong in this. Wong. He was good. <laughs> and, and actually like, because I know a lot of people, and this is where I'm going to like jump, jump to the other end is people complained about his American accent for Benedict and his dry humor jokes. I really enjoyed it. I like a lot of people thought that was off putting, but it was like it such dry humor where you should like trying to be funny and not being perceived as funny. But I, I thought it worked like, especially when he was interacting with Wong. Um, I thought it worked very well. Well, I've had that problem with other Marvel movies where like, it's almost too funny. Mm-hmm. Like age of Ultron, they were cracking jokes the yeah. entire movie. So I thought that you could have a lot of humor, but if the humor is around Doctor Strange, it's him being pompous and someone reacting to him or him, you know, fish out of water and all these mystical lands that he's new to. Like there are a lot of humor in the situations that, that he doesn't have to be cracking wise every five minutes like Tony Stark, you know, Motormouth. So I, that's uh, that, that's where I kind of got off the characterization. I didn't think it was quite perfect, but. You know, it's, he's not Ant-Man. He's not Tony Stark. He's Doctor Strange. He needs to be his own thing. And I wish the cloak of levitation was a little bit more mystical looking. I thought it looked a little too plain. Hmm. But I liked, uh, whoever played the cloak of levitation was great. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> I think that was, uh, Jeffrey, uh, Thompson. <laughs> the great, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> no, that died just, that okay. joke died. So is it more comparable to like a Thor movie than an Iron yes, Man or a I would Cap? Say so. or a Thor yeah. movie. Where would we rank it in our if our fifty third movie? Where yeah. do we stick it? And if Where's you didn't Jared? listen, if you did, somebody call the mayor, Jared, get your calculator out. We got math to do. <laughs> if you missed our last episode, not counting Westworld episodes, uh, talking Westworld with Seth Hardwick. Um, <laughs> oh, I love it. That's great. La- our, la- our previous episode, we ranked. <laughs> we ranked all 52 of the modern Marvel and DC movies. It was a very good episode. You should give it a listen. Some shockers toward the top of the list, but yeah. this one would be somewhere in the middle for me. Like I, I liked it a lot, but I couldn't put it above. Mm-hmm. There's at least a dozen I could never put it above. So but Bucky said I need to have my head examined for ranking Avengers as low as I did. Um, I would rank it above Avengers and Thor. Um, above Avengers? Yeah. Well, you yeah. got to remember where he had. Oh yeah, he didn't. Yeah. Like that. But it was good. It was good. It just. Again, I'm complaining, like, I shouldn't even be complaining, but. It's yeah, 15 a, years ago, we would have been like, oh yeah. man, this thing's awesome. Yeah. Now we're like, eh, it's, it's to good. To me, it's a Marvel by the numbers yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have more and more of those. Uh, we just are. So. Yeah, that is kind of sad when it's not even special anymore. Yeah. It's just like, oh, one of my favorite Marvel characters is on the big screen. Right. Again. Right. I guess I'll go see it. <laughs> Any favorite Doctor Strange comics you had growing up? Any recommendations for anybody out there? There was, um, gosh, I've tried, like, cause it's been so long since I picked up Doctor Strange, but 
There was a good run during the late 80s, early 90s that I was really into. Probably Roger Stern. Uh, I just remember the artist, which it's, um uh, it's, it's the same guy that, uh, oh, I'm not even going to attempt because I, I don't want to get it wrong, but during that time I, I followed books based on their art and I really enjoyed it. It was when, it was during the time when he was running around with Cleo or Cleo or whoever. Now, uh, the original Jesse just put out a, uh, source material podcast. Jesse is a friend. About the oath, right? That I started last night, and I, I haven't gotten very far into yet. So that's a great book. I before the movie started, I wanted to order some books for the shop. Mm-hmm. Some good, and I there are not very many Doctor yeah. Strange paperbacks in print because he. I mean, he's been around forever, but he's always kind of a supporting character here yep. and there. That's kind of what I've always heard. Was yeah, he, he's better as a supporting character than. But even in his own books, a lot of stuff hasn't been collected yet. So yeah, The Oath was a great miniseries. Brian K. Vaughn, Marcos Martin. Yeah, listen to Source Material. He'll tell you all about it because it's a very good modern Doctor mm-hmm. Strange story. It's not really an origin. It's, it just kind of picks up. It's just a one and done, I think five issue miniseries. But one of my favorites was the, uh, it was a Marvel graphic novel, uh, Torment, Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom. It's where he has to go yeah. to hell to get his mom's soul back. That's a back. good one. Like that's, it's got Mike Magnola art. Like, yeah. Oh, so good. One, one little Easter egg that I just remember seeing the other day is that the, um, drum that was the protector of the New York san- sanctuary, that's a reference to Brother Voodoo. I didn't hear, I didn't know the drum. Yeah. They used the name drum. Yeah. They called him drum. It's like, and if you look in the prequel, they say his full name. I think it was like Don drum or something like no. that. That's the field. Of yeah. The stadium in Marietta. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm always good for a laugh. The, I think it's Jericho drum is brother voodoo. I yeah. Think well, the there's name. like the, there's some other, there's two brothers, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's supposed to be a reference to brother voodoo. Oh, nice. Okay. Move. Any other movies? Uh, we got some movie news if we want to continue on that sure. path. Sure. Ride that train. Wonder Woman trailer. Oh, so good. Ooh. Finally. News. news, everyone. Yes. We're so excited. You want to save the world. This beautiful place. But the closer you get, the more you see the great darkness within. I learned this the hard way a long, long time ago. What is your mission? To stop the war. What war? The war to end all wars. Weapons far deadlier than you can ever imagine. The war can be ours. Whoever you are, you are in more danger than you think. I cannot stand by while innocent lives are lost. Be careful, Diana. Who is this woman? She's my um, secretary, sir. She's a very good secretary. 
It is our sacred duty to defend the world. And it's what I'm going to do. Although, I am not opposed to engaging in a bit of fisticuffs, should the occasion arise. This is the first DC movie that's going to be good in a long time. Yeah, this one, <laughs> it looks like they finally figured it out. So, um, I don't know, it just made me really, really want to go see Wonder Woman. I'm super excited. <laughs> so excited. Yeah, I don't, I didn't see anything that turned me off that was like oh how could they do that like it just everything and again trailers no, you never know jordan please tell me what an island full of women would do to turn you off well i mean they're just <laughs> things they could have got wrong the wrong shade of yellow for her lasso i would just be like no thank you or it with her mother if they went with blonde or, or black hair or no <laughs> but now the whole trailer there's like it does it all looks good and I like I like the World War One setting. Yes. I like I, Yeah, because yeah. you know, that's a setting that as far as movies in general go that we never see. They're always World War Two movies, yeah. they're Civil War movies, they're Vietnam, they're you know, that nobody ever does a World War One. And for all these kids that are gonna be watching this, they're not gonna know any of this history <laughs> probably. Yeah, not a lot. Yeah, if I hadn't been in a movie, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a great American war. <laughs> they're gonna be like, There were Amazons? <laughs> Can Were I they see? on our side? <laughs> <laughs> so, anything else? We got, uh, we talked about this like a year ago, but they finally confirmed Michael Keaton is the vulture. Okay. Because nice. that had been rumored so for a while, and then it was denied, and now mm-hmm. it's official. They must have got the money figures right <laughs> for him. Yeah. And they said, uh, it was revealed, Tom Holland, the details of a con- his contract came out. That he's been signed for six movies. So Ooh, three solo like three movies. reboots right there. <laughs> In the five year Spider-Man yeah. cycle, he's got five years to do three movies. But yeah, three solo movies and three like cameos, civil, counting Civil War. So he's already done one mm-hmm. and we've got Homecoming. So there'll be two more solo movies and he'll be in two more either Avengers movies or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some other spinoff. So. Well, the actor that plays the Winter Soldier, I swear he was signed to like 16 or 17 movies. Well, I think Sam Jackson was at like nine at one point. So, Well, he was the one at first was like had the longest running Mm -hmm. contract. But the Winter Soldier, I swear it was like 16 or 17 movies he was signed for. Yeah, because people were rumored, will they kill off – yeah. Steve Rogers yeah. and Bucky would take over his cap. Because you know. well, because Chris Evans has alluded that he's only good for like one or two more movies, and then he wants to retire the character for him anyway. But you know that Robert Downey Jr. has said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody writes a check, and we have yeah. renewed yeah. energy. Suddenly, we have a sixty-year-old Iron Man. 
Uh, we got a teaser for Ghost in the Shell. Did anyone watch yes, that? Yes, it looks all, good. All like, 13 seconds of it. It's like this movie for all the bashing it. I feel like it's going to be very faithful and really good to the original property. It's been years since I've seen the original. Yeah. I remember liking it, but not loving it. So we'll see. Uh, and then they're also, I just saw this today. Talks of rebooting the X-Men franchise. Yeah, I, saw, I just up. saw that. I just had to laugh to myself. Because they're like, I don't know that anyone said anything specifically, but... They heard right. the last podcast when I said Apocalypse sucked. <laughs> they're like, oh no, the podcasts are against us. <laughs> but yeah, Brian Singer's leaving. You know, we That's haven't, a good song. We haven't talked about all the problems Deadpool's had, writers leaving and things mm-hmm. changing, to, or directors leaving. And I'm just waiting for Ryan Reynolds to say, F it, I'll, I'll direct it. So, yeah, Hugh Jackman, this will be his last one. The last couple of movies, the box office has been down. So, like, it's almost getting to that natural point, like, okay, time to start over. There's been enough problems and enough, you know, negatives. It is Marvel smelling blood in the water. I don't know. Yeah. Come on, Disney. Buy out the contract and just bring it back to where it should be. I, you know, they're supposed to, they've been talking about X-Force movie or, or New Mutants movies. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's, that would be considered a reboot if you just start with kind of new, younger characters. Well, I, I, I did read something about, like, they've already scheduled after Deadpool 2, yeah, it would Deadpool. be Deadpool and X-Force. Yep. Mm-hmm. The third one, that's what I had read was X-Force was supposed to be the, on the horizon. I, d- I don't see Fox giving it up anytime. Oh, I don't it's either. Like, if we're like, oh, Marvel needs to get it back. I don't see that. Ever happening. Yeah. Well, they, Fox they, just needs to pull a Sony deal. Well, I mean, that's what we're all hoping uh, for, but let, I mean, they don't really, I don't know of any other huge property like that, similar to that, that they could fill that hole with. Yeah. And what else are, are they? Yeah. They could do, you know, the, how many hundreds of characters, like X-Men could go on for sure. decades. Yep. And never do the same character twice mm-hmm. if you wanted to, really. And TV shows like Legion coming out. And mm-hmm. so I, it's just – I think Sony had kind of backed themselves into a corner of Spider-Man. I think they maybe have gotten all they could get. Fox I don't think is anywhere near that with the X-Men stuff. Which I read an interesting story about Sony and how Andrew Garfield lost his job. Like I thought this was really uniquely – like it almost made it sound like – the only reason why a third Spider-Man didn't happen was because the CEO of Sony got snubbed by Andrew Garfield at a party. <laughs> like, it really sounded like that's what happened. Like, mm-hmm. it was like, you're no longer Spider-Man. Boy, so I would be interested to see if we have a Chinese Perlmutter or not. <laughs> a Chinese. Not a Japanese Perlmutter. Japanese. <laughs> wow, does that make me racist? Teens, teensy bit. <laughs> hey, edit that in there. Japanese. <laughs> Work the magic. The only thing I really had read was, I don't even know who it was, but the Flash movie director has departed. Good. <laughs> so, I don't know if we're going to have a Green Lantern situation with the new Flash movie or not. I'm having a real problem with the Flash movie verse. Well, yeah. We'll see. Maybe they'll just go back and the Flash will go back in time and, and switch something out and then the director will suddenly reappear. <laughs> and he'll be on the CW and be like, whoa, I'm really popular. Cool. <laughs> hey, speaking of CW, TV! 
this city. Run, Barry, run! Marvel and DC on TV. I am Supergirl. What's your name, darling? Agent. Jobless. TV! Switch! Switch! <laughs> Uh, Legends of Tomorrow from last week. Yeah. I was super excited, like, because with the whole history thing, mm-hmm. you don't know how they're going to do certain, certain areas and how they're going to What they're going to pick and... And make an entertaining show without being too preachy or, you know, mm-hmm. and they were in the Civil War mm-hmm. and they had to address the whole slavery thing. I thought they did it justice. I love this episode. Absolutely loved it. And there's little things you can pick apart about it, I know, but the for, techno zombie virus <laughs> for legends, I I thought it was a great episode because normally it's just a fun episode and it's kind of, you know, it, you don't have to think a lot about it, but I first off I like I I thought it was, you know, kind of almost poking fun at the whole zombie thing. But I loved how Stein was terrified of I, zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. What the hell was that? You asked me. They look like it's... No, please, don't say it. I know they're essentially a myth, but I have this irrational fear of zombies. Please, don't say it. But that and how it bled into the whole, you know, Jackson and the slavery issue. I mean, I thought it was a powerful episode. Like, I mean, it, it actually, I mean, there was a... I felt actual emotion towards what was happening um, and what he was seeing during this. Which you don't normally ever get from any TV show. It, it, it was a little dangerous into like after school special territory. It was. Yeah, it was yeah. very like, slippery so slow. Like, oh, we've got to talk about some painful racial <laughs> issues, everyone. Strap in. And I don't know that, uh, that kid's the best actor on the no. show. No. But he, he pulled this off. I yeah. thought like he, it seemed, yeah, I was worried when I'm like, oh, we're dealing with slavery. And yeah. it was like, why can't I go out and hang out? It's like a uh, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and even, you know, having him and Vixen and how they were like, you know, that whole thing, like you always say, would you go back in time and kill Hitler? It's like one of those scenarios where mm-hmm. they're, you know, stuck in that. Like that's a great episode of Dr. Who. Let's such go a kill Hitler. I mor- love that episode. Moral conundrum. But yeah, I mean, I really like that. I, I like the addition of Vixen. To the team. Which is so funny when we were talking about the first episode and we were like, I thought she was going to be on the team. Like, that was perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just snuck her in there. Um, again, they were listening to the podcast. Again. The whole Citizen Steel thing. I mean. I really like that guy. I don't know why. I do too. But I'm like, I'm just sucked into his charm and I really just like how he interacts with all the characters. I'm kind of, I am, no, I'm missing Rip a little bit. It was just kind of weird how he was just gone and this guy, you know, just magically slips in. Well, they they don't have anyone telling them what idiots they're being. (laughs) That's kind of a neat plot thing. It's like, you know, the first season you have the guy who can explain everything. Now, like, they're all on their own. they got to figure it out, figure out their roles. They don't know how the ship works. There's a secret compartment in the ship. Like, they're it's an interesting – it's not – you know, they don't have the doctor there to tell them – you know, all the rules and everything. Yeah. yeah, this, I'm not gonna lie, this show is totally up my alley. Like when I, when I read comics, this is based, I'm looking for the oddball team that's got some comedy in there, but there's some action and there, there's a lot of kind of, um, oddball friendships and partnerships. 
it's right up my alley as a whole this show. I don't miss it. And we we were we were doing something else last week, but we didn't talk about the the samurai episode from yeah. two weeks ago. I thought was really good. I did too. And uh like the <laughs> Mick was cracking me up with the ninja stuff. Ninjas. <laughs> yes. His Chuck Norris line. <laughs> Why are you on the ship? I'm a member of the Justice Society of America. It's my job to protect everyone. Except for me. He snuck up behind me and sliced my throat like a ninja. There's no such thing as ninjas, you idiot. Tell that to Chuck Norris. Who's that? And I'm the idiot. <laughs> like that's the best that's the funniest thing that's ever happened on that show <laughs> nick is the best part of this show but uh yeah that episode i saw was directed i'm gonna butcher his last name but uh it's T- tankerine T- it's the lady married to joss whedon's brother jed oh okay who, jed and marissa tanker I don't know how to pronounce it, but they're the ones, showrunners on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. And he's directed this, Kevin, her brother, has directed several episodes on there. And he is, he's like an action movie director. Huh. And there's a couple of great action scenes on his yep. episodes. So this Samurai episode, I saw his name pop up. I'm like, oh, there's going to be some cool action in this. And there yeah. really was. Yeah, there there definitely was. And um, are you guys thinking we're finally going to get an actual Adam suit and not the Iron Man suit. I pray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think there's no question. Because there. I did not like him getting the cold gun at all. I was like, no. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? I was like, please blow this up the first time you use it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I can't wait for uh, Wentworth Miller's uh, Captain Cold to come back and how that's going to interact with Mick, uh, just what's going to ensue there. Yeah, I, I will say that's one character that is missed off. On that yeah, dynamic, yeah, he was team. he was my favorite character on the show, um, and because the first season I was like with Heatwave, I was like, eh, okay, but he was just kind of always a side thing. And what they've done with him this year has been yeah. fabulous. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen the last couple episodes of Legends, definitely go out and check it out. They're really yeah, I think really good. He even called him Ray, he didn't call him Haircut, or wasn't <laughs> like, yeah. he kind of earned his respect. So I'm like, all right, that's a good dynamic. Yeah, you know, this by the book. Ray Palmer and the wild card. And Supergirl was last night. It was interesting. You got to see her. Supergirl was playing out the fantasy of taking care of Clark by taking care of Monel mm-hmm. and trying to pigeonhole him into her. I, yeah, you got to wear the glasses. And, yeah. And this is how you have to be and you got to act this way and you got to have this job. We also got to see Sexy James Olsen. James Olsen. I, I read books and work out. James Olsen. Okay, it's okay. A cheat, a, trying to be better than what he is. Now he's the sexy guardian. Yeah, he will be. Ooh, did we get the costume? Not yet. The, he, he, he gets wind. By the well, end we, of the episode, James. he convinces Wind, you need to build me a costume. Yeah, I, I read books and work out. James Olsen. Gotten, we've convinced Wynn to get away from the desk in the computer to build a suit, a la Cisco. <laughs> so, but I really wanted what I, the last couple episodes, what I was going to ask you guys about, because we haven't talked about, is Maggie Sawyer. <laughs> because I, I'm actually loving, of all people to show up in Supergirl that I would have never expected, Maggie Sawyer. The only thing that I, the only thing that I would change is I want her to have Maggie Sawyer's haircut. 
Yeah. I know it's something silly. But yeah, I love that character and dynamic and I love that her uh oh for once go well, ahead. Go for, ahead. for once we're not getting this hokey predictable love story. Yeah, I haven't seen the newest one, but it seemed like were they setting something up? Yeah. Yes. yes. Maggie and Karen's Someone's sister? got a crush. And Alex. Ah, okay. Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Alex is now um She says the, it without saying it basically. Yeah, by the end of the episode is definitely um discovering and struggling with some issues. Yeah, that's cool, baby. <laughs> yeah. Some nice dynamics there. But yeah, and and when uh last episode when Maggie were introduced to oh, she has a girlfriend, I was like Who's the girlfriend? <laughs> She's nobody. Is she from Gotham? <laughs> and then she was quickly ushered. Oh it's not the question. Out of the so the but, I forgot what I was going to say. Do you think we're oh. going to see a Batwoman or a um, uh, a female question down the line? Do you think this introduces I th- the possibility? I would say it's more possible of the question showing up. Yes. Yeah. Um, not anything Being Renee related. Montoya. Yeah. yeah. yeah is, isn't, hasn't she been a character on Gotham? Didn't they have a Montoya on Yeah, Gotham? but I'm just saying a female character taking on the mantle of the question. I could see that mm-hmm. or the question showing up. In Supergirl. Or Batwoman. I mean, yeah. you know, Maggie Sawyer was prominent through Batwoman. It's, uh, an, an, I don't know what rights go where. It gets use weird. characters on different networks mm-hmm. or whatever. Because, well, just like on, um, like I was telling Jordan the other day, uh, Robbie Amell and Stephen Amell were doing signings for their movie that they're doing. And they were asking questions. They were doing a Facebook Live thing. And I was trying to time it so they would see my question and answer it. And I was like, so how does Steven feel about using Batman villains as Green Arrow villains? Because right now they have Prometheus running around on that show. Yeah, That is a Batman villain that was created by Garth Ennis in the um, Justice League run that he did uh, with World War Three or whatever the storyline was. Grant, Rock Moore, of Grant Morrison, but you got or Grant. Grant got I it. knew I was. I knew I was. Oh. <laughs> it was a G in there. Um, yeah, Grant. but there was also there was a whole. Oh, what was that book a few years ago with uh, Prometheus and Green Arrow? The one I the, think the, the one everybody hated. Yeah, the one everybody hated, where Green Arrow actually ends up killing yeah. Prometheus, but. Uh, Something for justice. Cry for justice. Gay for justice. Gay for justice. Gay for justice. <laughs> no, I remember the uh, the uh, the the logo on that book was so badly designed. Mm-hmm. It was cry for justice. Yeah, and someone's like, "Does that say gay for justice?" Like you couldn't read what it said. So someone thought it was Green Arrow, gay for justice. Is that like, where Red Arrow gets his arm shot off yeah, or tore yeah, off? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, it was, but of course he didn't answer that. So, um, I, I think it's just, I think there's a very weird line that they have to follow that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Cause so. I mean, like we say characters, I mean, I would Maggie Sawyer pops up. I was like, what? Yeah. What's going on here? I love it, but okay. So, but I am curious to see where Monel's character goes. I actually, I had to laugh out loud when she caught him banging Tess Mocker. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> That was because it was obviously that reference to you know Superman, the Christopher Reeves movies, how she was in love with Superman, and I, I felt like that was kind of like a nod to that with her being all mm-hmm. over Monel. Well, I didn't really understand. Like she hears it and she knows what's happening, and then she runs down. I was like, 
What are you trying to do? I love her reaction on both points. Like when she hears it, she's like, oh, no. Yeah. And the other, other than Sawyer, the, the other big thing I was wondering about is Lena Luther. Mm-hmm. Are you digging this? Or Actually, I thought I was going to hate it, but I'm liking it more and more. It so reminds me of Smallville. Yeah. Clark that relationship. and Rosenbaum. Yes. It's like that all over again. It seemed like we just needed a fe- another female. Yeah. She needs a female arch nemesis or something. Mm-hmm. And then, so there's going to be some fallout between them, obviously, but I, I didn't see where you needed that. Well, what I thought was really funny was the, the, uh, <clears throat> lead scientist behind Cadmus in this episode. I'm going, that voice. It's like, I don't recognize the face, but I recognize the yeah. voice. And then all of a sudden it hit me. I was like, that's the, the narrator on Desperate Housewives. <laughs> Like my wife loved that show and she was, she was the woman that got killed in the very first episode was narrating. And I was like, I just remembered that voice like repeatedly in my head. And I was like, Oh, and then it turns out, sorry, spoiler, Jordan, that the lead scientist of Cadmus is Lena Luther's mother. Yes. Now we don't know if that's her biological mother or Luther mother. They don't quite tell you that, but yeah. big bomb dropper there. <laughs> Uh, Flash had some mother issues with uh, Killer Frost. Yeah, yeah, from last week. Yeah, yeah. There's was there of... was there a Flash last night? Uh, I, don't know. I think you went back in time and screwed up the timeline. Yeah, line. Flash was busy on yeah. CNN. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that was. I, I'm really loving seeing her character develop. Which did you know that? Speaking of past roles, like that was another character that plays whatever her name is. It plays Caitlin. Um, I was like, she always looked really familiar to me. She was in Sky High. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, she played she the played, Planet Girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so it it was uh, it was inter- It was a good episode. I, I thought it was at least I was getting annoyed because it was another person who got powers in a room full of very supportive people who wouldn't tell them. Yeah. But like she went to her mom. Like mm-hmm. I, I thought it was going to be a whole half season of her trying to hide her powers. I was like, okay, thankfully we at least got that out. Well, I feel like it's one of those characters where, like, she's doesn't want the powers, but she's almost taking on a different personality when they're activated. Yeah, so it's yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. It. Yeah, there's something underlying there. She kind of freaked out there, and it's almost like a Hulk moment where yeah. you're like scared of what you're turning into. Yeah, that killer of the killer frost is coming out. So, um, did you guys see they had little video with the picture of? The new Killer Frost and Vibe costumes. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, so they're definitely they coming. Look good? Um, they look. Does Does Vibe on have par. the handkerchief? No, but it was <laughs> and very, it's deep V from the eighties. <laughs> yeah, it was very um, New Fifty Two vibe. Okay, uh, the colors were correct, and yeah. but yeah, it was on par with now, the CW. Now, was stuff. this the episode where we found out uh, this Harrison Wells is a flake? Hipster Harrison Wells. Yeah, hipster. Yeah. HR, as they call him. The yeah, I didn't. I wasn't really down with that. Do you so... buy, buy his story? It's better than him being evil again and then, <laughs> you know, retreading that ground. Like, okay, that's at least something different. But I, 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 you could send him back to Earth 19. I'd yeah. be all right with that. How fun would it be to be that actor though? Like, we're signed you on for 10 seasons. Each season, you're going to play <laughs> someone else, but the same person at the same time. Yeah. Very weird. Uh, I just uh, side note though. Speaking of yeah. Sky High, did you know they're making a Sky High two? Really? Yeah, they just announced well, it. Sky High like, two. It's weird because we we like 
I feel like I piss over all on all these movies, but Zoom and Sky High came out around the same time, and I hated them. Um, Zoom's got Tim Allen in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I like, cause I just thought they were so cheesy and like, I just, from comic book standards, I was uh-huh. so mad. But for some reason, they've aged to me where I like kind of enjoy them now. Like I've, I've watched both of them recently and don't hate them nearly as no, much as I, I used to. I really like Sky High actually. Um, my son loved that movie when he was younger, yeah. when it first came out. So yeah, we've, we've, I think we've had a copy of Sky High in our house for, probably six months after it came out. And with that movie, it wasn't the kid actors that I had a problem with. It was all the adult cheesy actors. Like I just mm. thought it was so over the top. It's Kurt Russell. Yeah. <laughs> and Bruce Gamble. So back to TV. Anyone I watching just, Arrow? I, well, my, I was one more thing with Flash. <laughs> okay. This was maybe a couple episodes ago, but the, the storyline where she was pressuring Barry and her dad to be cool with them making out. Uh-huh. I was like, just stop. It's like, <laughs> what? I want to make out with my brother. Why are you being so weird, weird about it? Like, I hate that that's like, a thing. I, I don't want to hate the girlfriend on every show. Like, that's such a cliche, like all the annoying smothering but girlfriend. But it's her brother. Yeah, they really like, didn't think this out when – Like, she's not on the right side. Like, it's, it is weird. You Don't don't act like it's not weird. And the weird thing is, is like, honest to God, she's probably my favorite actor on that show. Like, I think, yeah, I really like Iris. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think from an acting chops. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. She, yeah, she's fine. It just, this didn't make any sense. That's what, that's one thing I wish they would have fixed with Flashpoint is that he acted like a father to him, but it wasn't someone like, he looked, he like looked up to Joe West, but he didn't grow up in the hat. Like that, that's weird. <laughs> I don't care how you slice it. And she's like, why are you guys so weirded out by this? It's like, we all are. You're the only one. <laughs> and the one thing that I'm, I really love about Flash is to me, I don't care his name is Barry Allen. He's so Wally West. Like, I, that's, I think that's why I enjoy it so much as I do. And I'm just waiting for, uh, his current, um, nemesis, uh, oh, what's his name? That at the, uh, police station. Uh, the Harry Potter guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just waiting for him to be his evil twin, Cobalt Blue. No, no, no. <laughs> now, now, something I, I thought about this right after I went back. I was listening to an older episode when we were talking about when they had the rival on there, and we were kind of like, "So who is this?" And it totally hit me. The rival was always Jay Garrett. Yes, I completely nemesis. forgot about that, and I felt so bad about I, my comic knowledge. I did too. I was like. Why are you being stupid? You I, know this. I just watched a vid because I love like the rival showed up in Justice Society a lot, mm-hmm. and I was watching a YouTube video. They were talking about alternate versions of the Reverse Flash, and I was like, oh, I felt like such an idiot. Well, I think where it threw us off was the costume. Yeah, like, it, it I was, mean, it looks st- stupid. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it should be on Sky High. <laughs> he kind of does. <laughs> the Flash dropped somebody into a volcano, and now his suit's all black. And uh, or Shark Boy. There you yeah. go. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, it's weird because I Arrow's in this weird weird area where it's just par for the course. Like I feel like we're all well. I, I'm still watching. It. I, I still enjoy it. But yeah, but I feel I'm to the point almost with Arrow. Where I'm like, he could go away. The show could go away and we could 
bring somebody else in. Is this what season five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm kind of ready, kind of to move on. Are you ready for Connor Hawk to step up? No, no, no. I'm not. No, I, I just mean like some other DC character. Just leave the, the show. Yeah, go under. yeah. He can guest star on yeah. whatever Legends or or whatever. Yeah, he's taking up a whole night of the week. They can have I, some I other. Way. <laughs> I'm like, we could do so much better. Can have an all female cast. <laughs> well, I love his. I love that uh, most of his team is wearing green these days. Mm-hmm. Got Ragman and Artemis. is it Artemis? Artemis. Now where did? Okay, I must have missed something there. Is this the same girl that was the Black Canary? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It is which this is where this is where this kind of pisses me off because it's the Black Canary from last season mm-hmm. that and the. Diane Lance that said, you know, don't let Black Canary die. Let the name continue. But he's trading this girl to be his kid sidekick. Yeah. Just because she was popular in Young Justice. That's that's my theory there. Okay. Which brings us to Young Justice Season 3. Ooh. Ooh, shakalaka. Officially coming back. I got to break that news to Michael. He yeah, hadn't I had heard. No I heard. I heard before he did. I didn't know for the first about. time ever. Because it's been so so rumored and so like yeah. That's why when I first saw it, I'm like, okay, they're still talking about yeah. this. And I saw it somewhere else. Like, wait a minute, is this actual news? This was the one time where Facebook went, "Your vote counts." Yeah, I kind of <laughs> felt that way. Like it's been like three or four years, and people have been clamoring for, yeah. "Please make more Young Justice. We love it." Now, is there any details? Like, is it Netflix or Not nobody yet. knows? Yeah, they haven't just, announced it. It's just, it's happening. At this point, I, I wouldn't be surprised by anything. Which, it could be Cartoon Network. It could be something totally different. So that's one thing I want to go back here on TV when we're talking about Supergirl is the scene where she has to show up as the gala as both her characters, Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Why can't you use Miss Martian or Martian Manhunter? Well, I thought like, that's that what they were going to so... do. I was like, oh, it's going to be John and yeah. He's going like, to pretend on. to be her in whichever version, but whatever. Um, it's a good time to be a geek and a nerd, and we're I like like everything else. I'm sitting here complaining about it, and I just need to shut up and enjoy the ride. That's right. Anything else in TV? We got uh, Ghost Rider's origin story on Agents Ooh. of Shield. Did you like it? I I am really enjoying this season. I need to get caught up. I'm like compared, it's not the best thing on TV, but mm-hmm. compared to previous seasons of Agent, mm-hmm. like this has been the best season so far, right out of the game. You mean it's not a slow burn like every other no, season? No, it's been good. And there's so the 10 p.m. slots doing them justice. Yeah, it was a good. You know, you get the the him finally coming out to his brother that he is you know, the Ghost Rider, yeah. and he tells the story of how it happened, and he's like. That's not how it happened. So you hear his, actually his side of the story, and I, I just thought it was a really good episode. Now, this season, is it more Ghost Riders the star and the agents are kind of the supporting um, cast? Have we switched it up? Well, it's sort of – the main thrust of the season is the Darkhold, which is an ancient book that – in the comics, it was very mystical, whatever – but this ties it in. They actually mention Isodyne from the last season of mm-hmm. Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. So there were – it's this book that grants them whatever the dark dimension or whatever that was Madame Mask was dealing with in Agent mm-hmm. Carter back in the yeah. 40s. The secrets of that are in this book. And these scientists who was – one of them was Ghost Rider's uncle kind of unlock this 
and they're, they, they got infected with some kind of weird dark matter that turning them intangible. So there's, they thought they were ghosts or something. It was kind of weird, but so yeah, it being Robbie Reyes's uncle, it's kind of roped him in and the, the, the director of shield wants to bring him in because there's footage of ghost rider killing people, but Colson thinks they need him to help solve this problem. And ghost rider is one of the only ones who can touch these, intangible people and actually defeat them so colson wants to work with ghost rider the the head of shield wants to you know arrest him so there's been that conflict Mm -hmm. so yeah he's just been sort of a tag along with the agents this season well what i was wondering is i mean do you think this going forward this is what it'll be next year it'll be another character from the marvel universe Uh, that we plug in and yeah i if the reaction is good, yeah. like if the reaction is so much better this season, I can be like, I could see him saying, we could turn this into Marvel team up and just bring right. in new characters every season. Well, that they just said, which uh, I can totally see working way better than the first. Cause that's two what seasons. shield is. They're kind of mm-hmm. tangential. Like they touch every aspect of the Marvel universe. They can pop in, pop out. Yeah. So just focusing on these handful of agents, you really limit. Mm-hmm. How interesting it can even be. It's anti-legends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it just came out that Gabriel Luna, the guy who plays Ghost Rider, has said, uh, cause they've been talking, he needs his own show or his own movie. And he was quoted, he said, it's been talked about. There's definitely deals in place for that potential. So, you know, whatever contract he signed coming in to play this character, he can be in other either Netflix show or a movie or whatever. So it's not just limited to ABC. Well, they could easily do Ghost Rider like fighting the demon of the week. Like it would just be like supernatural or right, I mean, that would right. be real easy to, to go well, down that route. The Marvel TV universe totally needs to share between the Netflix shows and agents or whatever they've got going on, yeah. ABC or Freeform or whatever they have going on. Because I'm sorry, if Matt lawyer Matt Murdoch shows up on a <laughs> on an episode of Agents of Shield, the ratings are going to yeah. have a major spike. Yeah, especially if they're doing Cloak and Dagger. If that deals with uh-huh. this, this dark dimension, like it's all yep, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So is Cloak and Dagger coming up in that show? That's was that coming to Freeform? Freeform. Or, yeah. Oh, okay. The Runaways are going to Hulu. Yeah, right. so it's all like that, oh, that was all the thing. These different, um, uh, Networks. I forgot to mention in Doctor Strange. Did you see the Runaways staff? The girl, the oh, it was in the. I I had I didn't blink that whole scene. Like, there's yeah. got to be an Easter egg yeah. here. They're going across. I was like, that was about the only thing I noticed that could have been something. And I guess uh, I didn't catch it. I I thought it was something, but the um, uh, Wong, the weapon that he had was a. A weapon that Doctor Strange has used a lot. Oh, well, they mentioned the, the oh, living... Oh, the stick? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his magic stick. <laughs> My magic stick. But they mentioned it's it was imbued candy. with the power of the living tribunal yeah. or something. So, yeah, I saw people like, oh, he was important in Infinity Gauntlet. So I bet Wong's going to use that stick to beat up Thanos. Like, come on, relax. Like stick. <laughs> yeah. I, I would love that. <laughs> yeah, Wong is the hero of Infinity Gauntlet. Put the smack down. <laughs> While listening to Beyonce. <laughs> okay. Next. I, I, th- we have not talked about Walking Dead forever. Probably the biggest, you know, I think three episodes have gone by and we yeah. haven't talked about that big How yet. have we? Go ahead. News. I don't watch the show. Oh my goodness. 
The world finally found out who Negan killed. And we were, we were correct. We were, mostly. Know, our first two guesses were correct. <laughs> Gary's still alive. Gary's good. <laughs> hanging out in the background. With Michelle. With Michelle. With Michelle's still alive. Yeah, this, um, of course, when the season premiere hit, um, it just, there were about a week and a half there where everybody was walking dead hysterical. Ooh. I was a dad that almost broke Facebook too. Yeah, it, I mean, I think it's when people were reminded they were watching a horror show. They had kind of right. forgotten and thought they were watching a soap opera. And like, <laughs> oh, wait, this is horror. And one thing I did see was they showed a picture of the original cast, and it was only like three people are left alive from the original mm-hmm. cast. Rick, Carl, and Daryl. Yeah. Yeah. Carol. Yeah. Gary. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> and Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> no, I, I really didn't think the season premiere was going to be um the people's expectations were actually going to be met i really didn't and i mean i thought it was a great episode i thought it was a great season premiere um i really liked the pacing of it i mean it kind of drove you nuts a little I, bit like they, just just tell they me they started i'm like how long are they going to try and push yeah. this before they show like are they going to go try to go a half hour or mm-hmm. like push flashbacks like you maybe don't he takes rick out in the rv and you don't know i was like oh you guys are playing with fire if you (laughs) if you put this off any longer i i uh, it did what it needed to do it broke rick nobody bats an eye (laughs) (laughs) and i i just think i think from a storytelling standpoint it could have been better without the cliffhanger Mm -hmm. imagine if they killed abraham at yeah. the end of last season, mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, no, they killed Abraham. Oh, how tragic. What do you think is going to happen next season? And then this season starts and you kill Glenn. Yeah. Well, People would have flipped their list. Yeah. Because now it's like it just sort of happened too quickly. Yeah. Oh, and Glenn's dead there's, too. There's no process. There was no processing yeah. in between. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't like – because when they killed Abraham, your brain's like, okay, well, everyone else we like is safe. Right. But if you had had a whole summer thinking that was safe and, oh, Maggie yeah, and Glenn are having a baby and like, <laughs> and then like, boom, then you kill Glenn. It's like, what? We would have lost it, but it just, it happened too quickly mm-hmm. to really be that effective. But then again, judging by the Facebook but, reaction, yeah. people lost their stuff anyway. So yeah, I, I, when we were watching, uh, I didn't think my wife was going to make it through the episode. Yeah. Like she just stopped and was like, I don't think I can watch this. And I was just like, well, just, you know, stick with it, ride it out. <laughs> you know, there's some other stuff that's going to happen. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, so far, the, what are we, we're three, three episodes in now. Yeah. So, uh, we've been introduced into the kingdom and Ezekiel and right. Ezekiel has a tiger. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> with all that. And, and I didn't uh, realize Ezekiel is the actor scratch. He does, uh, it's Cyborg from Teen Titans Go. Yeah. The guy who does the voice for Uh Cyborg is this stately (laughs) king, Ezekiel. (laughs) Who apparently has a little liking to Carol. Ooh. So. But yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's Walking Dead. Up there. They're called the Walking Dead for a reason. Right. But yeah, yeah, again, they started very slowly. We, we had a whole episode, basically just Rick and Negan. And then a whole episode introducing Carol to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And then we had a whole episode of Daryl. Yeah. Being under, in. under, you know, in, in, in chains. 
So like they don't pop around a lot. You kind of get yeah. you, you get very limited glimpses of what's going on. So yeah, you've never seen how Maggie has reacted to Glenn. You haven't seen That's true. Like, I hadn't stuff, even thought about stuff that. stuff hanging that we're still waiting to see and they're taking their sweet time. I've been it. so encom- you know, each hanging episode like I an still eyeball? get <laughs> you are <you're> dark. <laughs> dark and dirty. <laughs> but yeah, I hadn't really I've been so encompassed into each little story of each episode. I hadn't even thought about that yet, so I tend not to look ahead and just try and take things one episode at a time with that show. But, um, yeah, and we've, you know, we got our little backstory on Dwight and what happened and going back to when he met Daryl. And that's what I do like. You kind of got some sympathy for Dwight. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he was kind of the villain. Oh, right. how dare you be mean to Daryl? My poor Daryl. <laughs> and then like, you know, he's just as much a prisoner as Daryl is at this yep. point. So. Well, I've read the comic, so sure. I won't say any more, but, you know, it's... Stuff's going to happen. Yeah, he's not the worst villain there. <laughs> Michael doesn't watch this show, so... And then I mean, when the alien showed up, I thought... I I, I didn't think I'd <sighs> like it. I've been waiting forever but, for the you know, alien. It, it worked, you know? That's that's how the virus happened. That's how <laughs> the, the aliens walk the Earth. Actually, how the virus happened was this time pirate wrecks his ship into a field <laughs> with... He's been infected by the virus and he spreads the virus. Yeah, for a group of people tasked with keeping history safe, (laughs) letting a zombie plague attack your uh, Civil War reenactment. And they used the nitroglycerin from Westworld to (laughs) blow them up. It's all tied together. Our overlords are looking down at us, (laughs) playing us like puppets. So, anything anybody else is watching on TV? They, oh, I, uh, I just mentioned they they premiered a couple new shows. I've only seen a little bit of it. Uh, uh, People of Earth just premiered. I want to see. I want to watch that. Like I told my wife to DVR, and I don't think she did listen. The to pilot me. was good. It yeah. was it was very good. That Wyatt Snack from The Daily Show is a very good actor. All the clips I have seen from it look like it would be really it's, up my alley. I, what is this on? It's uh, TBS. TBS. Or, oh, he he's okay. a big city reporter tasked to go down to this small town and, and interview. Uh, it's a support group mm-hmm. for people who have been abducted by aliens. Okay. And he starts having weird recurring dreams of his own that they think he <laughs> might have been. And of course, he denies any of it. But it, it was a very strong pilot. I'm interested to watch more. And IFC just debuted Stand Against Evil. That was another one that I was like, "Ooh, that looks good," but it also feels like a ripoff. It it was goofy, but they had a couple of good moments. I'm like, "All right, I could be into this show." It's uh, I'm blanking on the actor's name uh, from Scrubs, J uh, John McGinley. Okay, John C. McGinley. Yes, yeah. yeah the, the he was the you know, JD's boss on Scrubs yeah. and Office Space, that kind of stuff. He's a <laughs> uh, a sheriff in this small town. Who years ago the the constable burned like 173 witches, and they they put a curse on the town that the sheriff every year or would die horribly before they left office, 
and he retired without dying because you find out his wife had been protecting him, had this secret room full of weapons and mm-hmm. incantations and, you know, all this mystical stuff. She had been watching his back because he's just, he just wants to sit and watch TV and he's just kind of a, a misogynist old cranky guy. But, uh, so a new sheriff moves to town, this young lady and is starting to learn all this stuff and the history and it, it's, it has kind of an evil dead kind of flair to it. It's, I said, it wasn't the best thing I've seen, but I, I'll watch the next one. I was kind of like that wolf cop on, uh, Netflix that I saw on and off that feels like it has potential, but I never stuck with it long enough to see if it grew legs or not. Wolf cop? Wolf yeah. cop? Do you guys not know what I'm talking <laughs> no. about? No, I, I had someone order, there's a comic of wolf cop. Yeah. I didn't know it was a show. Wow. I, I Breaking news on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, there's. I think it was. I almost feel like it was an MTV show, but I don't know who made it or whatever. No, but that's Teen Wolf. No, no, this is like. <laughs> anyway, it's called Wolf Cop, and it's about a guy that I guess we're moving on to streaming. Was there anything else with TV? No, no. We're moving on to streaming. Drop it. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Heat them up. So, Wolf Cop, he Top gets... What? <laughs> Don't cross the streams. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets bitten by... He's like this uh, sheriff that's like a piece of crap. He's a drunk alcoholic. Like, he's not good at his job. He doesn't care. And he gets bitten by this werewolf. And when he turns in this wolf like at some point because i haven't i haven't watched enough of it because i just haven't but it looks like he becomes this wolf cop and like fighting evil and all yeah that's what stuff, the comic so. was it was very grindhouse yeah. very b-movie yeah. kind of lots of blood yeah. like yeah how do you find this stuff like I, mean, I just you, put on my tinfoil hat okay. and look for freaking weird and I see mean, what's out there every week like you've got i mean Kudos to you because every week you've got some crazy just, movie or show or something you've come across on Netflix or whatever that I'm like, I have never heard of any of this. Well, let me tell you, my cue on Netflix and my wife's cue on Netflix are completely different. <laughs> I imagine so. Hers just says Gilmore Girls. Well, yeah, I saw that's dropping, was it like Black Friday? Dude, every day I'm getting new Gilmore Girl knowledge like dropped. So is that, is that going to hurt the economy? Dude. All these ladies staying home yeah. on Black Friday to watch Gilmore yeah. Girls. I, that I can know, have a significant drop in our economy. I know quite a few females in Marietta that they're going to be in bed on Black Friday watching Gilmore Girls. Is that like a qualification you have to be in bed and watch it? Well, if you're smart, because okay. then it's gonna come out at midnight or yeah. two a.m. or whatever. And for, I mean, my wife has this show on heavy rotation, like, like just how I use comics as my escapism. This is her form. Like, if she's sad, she goes into Gilmore Land, and she is just like me on Tron. Like, she is absorbing every morsel of it, like she, waiting for this to drop. Does she <laughs> adhere to my theory that Lorelai is the actual villain of the show? No. Because she wrecks, just trashes everybody's life that no. comes in contact with her. No. She doesn't buy that theory at all because, here's why I tell you, because she is Lorelai and my middle son Jared is Rory. 
And their okay. whole, their whole relation dynamic, it's, you can read so far into that, like, I can see exactly what my wife thinks and believes with that. Like, we always, like, portray our, ourselves on the characters that we love. And it's very obvious. And, and I think Jared feels the exact same way about it. Like, he is Rory to Lore, her Lorelai. Um, and Michael is Sookie. Or whatever the- I'm Luke! At the diner, come on, man! Honest God, I've never watched the show. Suki's at the dra- Suki's at the Dragonfly Inn. How do you have theories just, about it? I'm just throwing <laughs> stuff out there, just aggravating. It was like, and, and and I'm not knocking it. I've seen every episode, and it's a very it was a very well done show. And well, I know it's got a big following yeah. waiting for this. And not to mention Kirk on there, that is a recurring character that does all these side jobs. It's James Gunn's brother. That does the guy from Guardians. He was in Guardians. Yeah, it all comes back to Guardians of the Galaxy. So, um, other streaming news. What else have you watched? I've watched nothing. Oh, I I take that back. And this is real quick. Move to animation slash streaming. Um, I went back on Netflix has the Clone Wars, Star Wars, the Clone Wars, which was on an animated series on uh, Cartoon Network. You're talking about the original, like, I can't believe I'm saying this, the original animated series by um, the guy that did, um, well, did that Luke Cage. Um, Tartofsky. Yeah. Yeah. He was the one that did the animated series. Uh, not the, I'm talking about the CGI, not the anime. Oh, okay. CGI. So we're talking about Strike the that. second. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Unimportant. <laughs> so anyways, I didn't watch the Clone Wars series, uh, when it was out, but the I'll, original one with the guy from the thing <laughs> or the new one with the other one? The new one. one. <laughs> I don't know. CGI. <laughs> You're talking with Anakin and his Padawan. Yes. What? Yes. Um, well, Obi-Wan's there too. It's, yeah. they're all on it, but anyways. Is it in space? The one with the spaceships? And there's war. There's a bunch of Rexes. I haven't seen that one. It's like a long time ago in a galaxy (laughs) far, far away. But I went back and I wanted to go back and watch. What's your point? I'm getting there. (laughs) You're not really. Rogue One is my point. Oh, okay. So one of the characters in Rogue One. You have my attention. Is Saul Guerrero from the Clone Wars. So I went back to season five. I believe it's episode two starts the Onderon saga. And you can go back and kind of get the origin of that character and the little story arc about Saw and his sister and the, the rebels and Ahsoka coming to help them, uh, fight off the separatists and the droid army and all that. So it's actually pretty good. Um, it's maybe three or four episodes, I think. So if you get time, go back, Netflix, watch it. Boom. Yeah. The, well, I, I, the end of Clone Wars was really good. Like the first couple seasons mm-hmm. I felt weren't very well done. Like they, they weren't as entertaining as later seasons. I think they were made more for little kids. Yeah. Than, you know, adults like us. But anyway, Star Wars. <laughs> what a waste. <laughs> Making stuff I for know. kids. It's insane. Um, I'm a kid trapped in a 39 man year old body. Please continue. <laughs> How many man year olds are you? <laughs> what did I just say? 
a 39 year old man trapped in a wait a minute man year old man year old I'm 39 man year olds come over here and give me some juice fix this leak I got in my keister dyslexia is kicking in um Star keeping with Star Wars Rebels watch it it's really really good Right now, is that the original Rebels? This is, is the it, original that's, Rebels. Okay. That's the latest animation okay. yeah. of the Star Wars Disney universe. Disney XD. Um, if you're not watching it, go back and watch it. It's really, really good. We just got to see um, a Mandalore episode, a Mandalorian episode. Man-year-old. <laughs> We're going from man-year-old to Mandalorians. <laughs> I don't know how many man-year-olds they are. They're millennials. <laughs> So basically, it's <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, I love go watch it. Thinking of the Sarlacc pit where you'll digest for a thousand man year olds. <laughs> oh, since we're speaking of Star Wars, and I'm interrupting yeah. everyone, uh, Seth thinks on the Rogue One trailer that when we see Darth Vader come up. That it is Obi Wan that is on yeah. the opposite end. I, I think he's nuts. I think it's the guy that created did the plans for the Death Star. Like I think it's that character. Who? What? What? The what Rogue guy? One trailer. What like, guy that created the plans for the Death Star? The gr- the girl the girl's father that okay. leaves. He's the guy, he's the one that creates the plans for the, the Death Star. The weapon. Mm-hmm. And you think it's him, not yeah. Obi Wan? Right. Oh, okay. Don't ask me any names. All right, I will. I'll tell yeah, you the, the, There was a trailer before Doctor Strange. I heard it's like you and Seth yeah. like started yelling at each other. He's <laughs> like, what? It was like what? very quiet whisper yelling. Like, that, 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 that. I just saw Darth Vader. I was like, do it. It's a good thing there were only 12 people in the theater. <laughs> yeah. You were four of them. Um, but yeah, go watch that. It's a story about the some of the Mandalorians going to work for the Empire. And it's just really cool. They fly around on jetpacks. Other animation news, the only other one I had is, let me just say this. I truly believe the 1980s were the greatest time to be a child. He's on a soapbox. Next, and and I'm just really, really happy now that they're bringing everything 80s back. So, what's coming next is, believe it or not, Muppet Babies. What? It's coming back. It's going to be on Disney Junior, new animated Muppet Babies. I love Muppet Babies. I love Muppet Babies, that's all I got. Jordan, now Muppet Babies for you. remembering my Muppet Baby youth. Well, it's funny because you can't, you know, all these shows you can go back and you can find them on DVD and stuff. But Muppet Babies, you normally can't because they had used some of the, in their, if you remember the show, they would have, you know, imagine all these different things or they were in Indiana Jones or... Star, there was a Star Wars episode. Well, they didn't really have the rights to all that stuff. <laughs> it was a parody. So that always kind of blocked the releasing on DVD or whatever. But now that Disney owns everything. Yeah, that's one good thing for having one giant think, corporate over Yeah, there. think of Kermit and Iron Man armor and all the, you know, Fozzie and the Chewbacca and all that stuff. So there you go. I'm down for the pound. Heck yeah. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those shows I remember watching every morning, but like you're kind of embarrassed. I don't know. You're really yeah, know. <laughs> it's well, awesome. to watch this. Well, my baby isn't as cool as GI Joe or Transformers, yeah. but yeah, you my watch it just as much. So even had a Fraggle Rock cartoon too. That was mm-hmm. cool. 
So we've done movies, we've done TV, we've streaming. done streaming. We've done it all. We've That's done it, it all. Um, comics. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I was hurried back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. How did we forget Speaking those? Speaking of 80s properties, um, I think it's DC. That's Is it DC that's doing the He-Man versus Thundercats? Uh-huh. We talked about that three episodes ago. Okay. I, I picked up the first issue at Asylum Comics. That art is fantastic. That's by Freddie Williams the third, third, I think. Junior third, something like that. But I was like... You talking about issue one? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that art like it had me salivating. Yeah, it was actually I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was a cool story. Are you still enjoying um, uh, the revolution? revolution? I am. Um, I did pick up. Uh, what are we to revolution number four? Four. I think I've got, I've got all those, and I've read the one sh- the one shot on mass, the one shot on transformers. Um. The only thing I'm not really digging about it is kind of the Micronauts. Not really, I don't know, it hasn't really done anything for me there. I'm not really familiar with the Micronauts. Um, the Transformers stuff's okay. I like the G.I. Joe stuff that's coming along. I haven't seen a lot of G.I. Joe yet, but I believe it was in the end of issue four. We kind of, we get a little peek at um, some of the old planes and vehicles yeah. and... Yeah. <laughs> uh, which had a kind of cool little yo-jo moment, but uh, and Rom is very cool. I'm really digging Rom and uh, and, and Mask. So yeah, still Sweet. reading it, still on board. My two favorite comics right now. This just shows how weird and demented I am. My two favorite top two comics right now is Renato Jones, the One Percent, which is very dark, demented. Him killing the elite One Percent that have done all this wrong. And I mean, it's so well done. And then Future Quest, which is all these like 60s, 70s <laughs> yeah. Hanna Barbera characters yeah. that they're all mashing together, just like the Revolution, mm-hmm. same type of thing with Birdman and Space Ghost and Johnny hmm. Quest. Those are my two favorite books yeah. right now. <laughs> What's uh, on your table these days? Uh, this week, just saw the launch of the Batman Ninja Turtles oh, animated yeah. version. So we're getting the current Nickelodeon Turtles with the classic 90s Batman animated. Ooh. That's a six Oh, yeah, because that was what we were talking about. They were like, we couldn't figure out if it was a comic or not. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird. It's like it's an all-ages book, which is kind of rare nowadays. But yeah. it's, it's, it's what all-ages means. It's all – like it was a good story, but it was kid-friendly. Like, yeah, it was it was very good. Nice. And then the uh, the new Iron Man book just launched, Invincible Iron Man. Is that with Iron Heart? Riri Williams, the new female Iron Woman, Iron Heart, but it's still called Invincible Iron Man. So, go figure. And then you got the Doctor Doom running around as the infamous as Iron the Man. Infamous Iron Man, yes, yes. Is that, have you read that one? Yeah. Is it any good? It wasn't bad. But I said it was just too much like uh, Superior Spider-Man. Okay, it's such a Marvel thing. Where Doctor Doom so comes duplicate in and says, the sales. Yeah, he says, I can do this better than Tony Stark ever could, which is exactly what Doc Ock said about Peter Parker. So Isn't Doctor Doom's face fixed these days? Yes, he's very handsome. So why is he still wearing a mask? That's kind of his thing. Oh, People wouldn't know he's Doctor Doom if he did. <laughs> okay. 
Well, is there anything else left in this bowl of I did. I picked up some comics, some older stuff, and I was reading. I, I made a joke about this on an older podcast. It was a book from 1976. And then uh, Stan Soapbox, he was talking about, within the next year, we're going to have a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> he was talking about in the late 70s. I said this was, I think, yeah, it was during our movie countdown podcast. Yeah. They literally, I, I read it. I was like, nope, there it is. He was promising a Spider-Man movie in the 70s. It's like, and after that, it'll be Incredible Hulk. So I think with their movie uh, dreams became uh, TV shows. So this would have been pre, you know, Lou Ferrigno. Well, I mean, that was around the time where they shipped Stan out to California and said, let's make some money. Well, Well, is there anything else going on, gentlemen? As we count down till Gilmore Girls. (laughs) Now, are we going to do, as you guys have done, the Westworld intensive are we going to do a gilmore girls i think i need to convince her to because there's gonna be four 90 minute movies for one for each season well jared's wife valerie would be down she is just as gilmore crazy so valerie and christy we could get a whole crew of kapow girls the kapowskis (laughs) we could get the kapowskis together and talk gilmore girls the kapowskis presents gilmore girls a life in whatever sweet well, as always, I am the most illustrious Michael K. Easton. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. You can find us at you're down with kpp.com. Not your, you, not, not your. your what? You. You. You down. You why, down. why do I even speak sometimes? <laughs> Cliff, you, you take it away. You can find us at you down with kpp.com or the Kapow podcast on Twitter. Right? Oh, yeah. Listen to our words. Kapow, the pop culture podcast, is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. Ronald P. Trent, 2017. <laughs> She was one of those people that if Trump got elected, she was going to move to Canada or somewhere um, yeah. tropical. Per-mother. Uh Yeah, so not everyone was uh, – sorry, there's a, there's a drop would go there. So edit this out, what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I'll make a note. <laughs> Duly noted. <clears throat> Pearl Mutter didn't touch her inappropriately, did he? Well, I don't know. These freaking wall. <laughs> Yeah. Some place with mm. lots of beaches and tennis courts. Like Canada. <laughs> so, say, blah, 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 blah. Dormammu? Especially when he was interacting with Wong. If you did, Somebody call the mayor. Jared, get your calculator out. We got math to do. <laughs> if you missed our last episode, not counting Westworld episodes, uh, Talking Westworld with Seth Hardwick, Wow, so I would be interested to see if we have a Chinese Perlmutter or not. And trying to pigeonhole him into her I does um for justice. Cry for justice. Gay for justice. Gay for justice. Gay for justice. <laughs> Dark and dirty. I'm I just you... put on my tinfoil hat okay. and look for freak and weird and I see mean, what's out there. Every week I'm a it... kid trapped in a thirty nine man year old body. Please continue. <laughs> Sarlacc pit where you'll digest for a thousand man year old. <laughs>